nerd. 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 I'm not kissing a nerd. What is a nerd? Nerd! Holy crap, are we nerdy? Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 119. This week, Sebastian, Ethan, and I are going to be talking about the Netflix announcements. Uh, looks like Marvel's got some new properties going on with them and maybe some older ones. A lot of uh, older ones returning, I guess. Uh, we're going to pay tribute to the massive amount of people that we lost this past week and talk about Deadpool, the rated R version versus a possible PG-13. Um, going to talk a little bit about, uh, maybe talk about Tom Clancy's uh, The Division. And uh, you mentioned one other thing we were going to talk about, Sebastian, and now I totally forgot. I don't remember what it was either. <laughs> well, if we remember, we'll get to it. <laughs> okay, so Netflix made some big announcements today about their uh, June, July, and early August mm-hmm. um, shows that are coming on. There's like, like 10 or... 10, 10 series, either 10, yeah, new 10 or series. returning series. Right. Uh, and Orange is the New Black is coming back. Um, Jessica Jones is coming back. They did announce Jessica Jones. There's no details on when right. she's getting a second season. But they did this really nice little memo type thing that uh, said Jessica Jones season two. Yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. Kimmy, Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt, yes. Um, they Black Mirror. Um, there's the Francis and Fran- uh, Grace and uh, Frankie and Grace. Yes. Frankie and Grace. Yeah, there you go. Um, coming we, back. Will Arnett has a new show. Yes. On Netflix, which hopefully will be good. I like his comedy, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, yeah, I like I like him. Um, I didn't like him in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was too much over the top. Yeah, but I think they hired him for that. Yes. Well, I don't like him in uh, Last Man on Earth or what is it? Yeah, Last Man on Earth. No, is that's that not it? Will Arnett. That's uh, Will Forte. Yeah. That's yeah, Will right. Forte, yeah. Um, well, I don't like that show either, <laughs> either way. <laughs> it's the other Will from SNL. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk. Of course, they didn't mention in in the announcement today Daredevil too, but we already know that that's coming that in is in March. So that's already their early. It look to me, this looked like almost like their second, like the, their their summer season releases. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what I do you, mean, I mean, what do you guys think about Jessica Jones too? Where is it going to fit in with this? Well, I think it's it's along the same lines as what Jared and Daredevil that Daredevil was. Right was the fact that you know they were expecting only to do it as a one season, but it just gained so much popularity that they're like, you know what, screw it, we're going to go ahead and do a second season. Right, and that that thing that's what everybody has to remember is that all four of the shows: Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and uh, Iron Fist, mm-hmm. which they have a showrunner now, so they are working on it. Right, uh, they were only supposed to be one season shows. Correct, and their popularity dictated that they're going for second season. So I guess they got to. Well, they've already made the the announcements of the rumors or the the rumored announcements of Punisher, Punisher. getting his own show. Which well, so I they're, can see. they're because of that now they're thinking about other of the um, second characters in those previous shows right. that are going to get shows. Like they're talking about you know Hellcat or having uh, Electra and Electra yeah. and what's his face uh, Kingpin. Kingpin, yeah. Like having a show just for Kingpin. Ooh, so. that would I be an interesting that. show. And there's, you know, still talk of uh, Moon Knight mm-hmm. is still being thrown around as a, as a rumor, of course, because that right. was originally rumored to replace Iron Fist, but they are they have confirmed since that Iron Fist is going through. Well, I remember when Marvel, uh, a few years ago at Comic-Con, when they were talking about wanting to do all these shows, and they hadn't at that time mentioned Netflix. It was basically ABC Family and whatnot. 
um, there was talk of a Moon Knight. You know, there was talk of Cloak and Dagger and a bunch mm-hmm. of others that they wanted to do. They just couldn't figure out where they wanted to place them. Netflix seems like, I mean, yeah. Jessica Jones, what was it? NBC did a, a ratings comparison with her numbers compared to like the shows. And she did like 2.4 million people per episode or something. That's the, I, I do recall that story and sort of the, the one thing to note about the, the, the study that was specifically done was it was done based on people who were willing to be tracked in right. their watching so they sort of extrapolated based on based on I think a sample size of uh, about, I think a couple thousand a, very, a small handful of people I think around ten thousand people maybe fifteen thousand right which which is a large enough sample to sort of give you a, a good idea of what the accuracy mm-hmm. is so I I would uh, two two three million people I think even for Daredevil which is really solid for, especially for a, a you know a Netflix, Netflix show right. because Netflix keeps all that data proprietary they mm-hmm. don't tell anybody how much to do but you know people who are willing to be tracked across multiple platforms mm-hmm. gives a good idea and that those are strong numbers those are at least CW numbers which, oh yeah which is crazy that they get that many people. Well, that's, that's basically network television numbers anymore. I mean, when you, yes. if yeah, you once into, you get away from the, the premieres and things like that, or yes. the, or or the uh, the the, um, the bigger shows. Well, right. no, no, even 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 when you get away from like the sweeps weeks and things like that, mm-hmm. the average shows bring in about yeah. that many. You even know, Supergirl on big network like CBS pulls in about three, four million yeah. people, which uh, is which is again still solid numbers. So if if Netflix is pulling in anywhere near that, I'm sure I, I didn't see what their plus or minus. Right on mm-hmm. that stat was, but it's it's interesting, and that that's that has me excited, especially as somebody who can easily give up regular television for Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime. But even for something like Jessica Jones, where you know it's not it, it, it's not you know Iron Man or Captain right. America or something like that. It's it's a very obscure character. I mean, even Daredevil is way more known right. than Jessica Jones. I think, I think having the Marvel tag on it helped a lot by, oh, yeah. by, by naming it specifically Marvel's Jessica Jones that already let people know sort of what world they were stepping into. Mm-hmm. And then having a good show to back up the Marvel name yes. helps a lot. Also, I think a lot of it um, with the fact that they don't know the character, a lot of people are going into it fresh and learning about the character through this show. So as long as they have great you know, writing, you know, a great writing team and great stories, you know, even those people who never read the comic book like myself can get really drawn into that story. Right. I feel, I felt like Daredevil was a harder sell for people than Jessica Jones because, you know, even a decade post, there's a lot of people who still have the bad taste in their mouth from that movie. That's true. There was a lot of skeptical people for Daredevil and I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know Daredevil's not a good movie, but the amount of people who still, even this far out, even knowing that Marvel now owns the property and there's no interference uh-huh. from anybody else, that they were still like, I don't know, I don't know, Daredevil. And then when everybody watched it, they sort of had to be convinced right. that, it, that it was going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Versus Jessica Jones, again, clean slate. And it was also coming off of Daredevil, which did yeah. phenomenal. Yes, yeah, and there's a lot of people who knew to go back and be like, okay, I'm going to wait for that next show. And then mm-hmm. I've, that momentum, I think, will carry forward into Luke Cage, who mm-hmm. is more well-known than Jessica Jones. And I would say, you know, at a, at one point was as well known as Daredevil, but he's sort of fallen by the wayside right. again. Well, also, Luke Cage, that show is going to have a little hope because he, the characters have have already been introduced. Yes, and yes. he was so much like. And see, so I, I a have a feeling, character too. And I have a feeling with Iron Fist, that's how they're going to introduce it. Yeah. It's hard, Iron Fist is a, hi, a harder sell than a lot of these. 
Right. And, and and I think that they're doing a job waiting to do Iron Fist. And I, and I wouldn't, you know, Iron Fist needs to come out after Doctor Strange. I get I get the to, feeling to that establish the mysticism in the in, in the, the universe. universe. And they they and they set up for Iron Fist and Daredevil with the uh, with the uh, uh, the the old woman who's running the the drug ring. Yes, she yeah. is. She's, she was gonna leave for Kun Lao again. And the Dragon Mark was it? Yes, yeah. So they're getting themselves ready, especially since it's the show after Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Will it be post season two of Luke Cage? I don't know how the fit is going to be. See, I'm wondering how they're going if they're going to get all these shows in these newer shows in before Avengers. Uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Which they do have time. They do have time. Although Infinity Gauntlet is starting to film in November. They're going to start both both movies in November right. filming. But there's time. You know, I mean, and, and they can grab these these actors, whoever they come up with. Right. And just, if they're going to do it. I mean, they did announce there's going to be 60... Uh, 62 uh, maybe, characters. Maybe, you know, around that many. Which I, I think we sort of all figured out that it'll be probably a mix of characters from all the movies even if they're non-superheroes well even the mm-hmm. russo brothers even said that you know don't expect the these secondary characters to have major roles right right and uh, even when they even when they first announced that uh, they were going to do infinity war and then early on they had sort of said that that you could expect to see the defenders in the movie right because that would be the transition they would become the defenders from netflix mm-hmm. and then they would have a cameo i mean uh, even I myself and a lot of us, I think, sort of expected. Yeah, you probably get a battle scene in New York, and you'll mm. see, you know, quick, you know, a jump cut to Luke Cage yeah. punching an alien. Then you know, back to you know, maybe you know, Iron Fist has his back, you know, doing some. It's going to be what, what what we were talking about of the possibility of what could have been with uh, Age of Ultron if they're going to show these characters, right? You know, you they're just the show them heroes. in. A, you you just cut to either a news clip of, yeah. of of something going on in this part of the world and. You know, you have Luke Cage and Jessica Jones fighting, you know, yeah. whatever. A lot of it, it could also be like the third X-Men movie where, you know, how they had a bunch of characters at the end right. in the fight. And it was just jumping through all these people just fighting. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're going to know who Daredevil is yeah. for the most part. And, and, you know, and you may see the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, and, and which I wouldn't doubt they would do that. If they're going to include the Netflix characters, they'll include them. Mm. And I have a feeling what they'll do is... They'll be separate. You won't see them they interacting. Interact, right. right. You're not going to see Coulson see, meet Cap again, but you'll probably get that cut of you know right. maybe Coulson firing his sidearm with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of Shield agents, you know, trying to protect people because it's the street. I think that's that big divide. You're going to have the Avengers fighting the cosmic threat, right? And then you're going to have the street level heroes. You know, on Fighting the ground the and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And it, Although it would be funny if the the end of the movie is is Thanos taking a bullet to the brain from the Punisher. Yeah. And it's like that's it. End of movie. Just the <laughs> ultimate the ultimate irony. Of, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I guess guns could stop him. Good. Yeah, but the other thing is with something like as big as Infinity Gauntlet is, if you're going to do a Moon Knight or Cloak and Dagger or something like that for Netflix shows in the future, you can show those characters. On, you know, on the big screen, real quick, and you don't even have to show them. You know, like the actor, like you, right. you, you can have a costume character, yeah, just that a you stunt know. guy, right, in the, in the Daredevil suit, you know, doing a thing or two, or even if it's CG, yeah, really fast, like him swinging across a building. It's like you know he's there, right. So that way you, you can have that all inclusiveness without having you know to cast actors or hire new actors for this or right. hire the actors that are busy off doing their own shows or whatnot. 
you can have that, you know, like I said, the inclusiveness without including everybody, right? You know, or, or trying to get everybody there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I we were talking on our, our on our uh, on our thread, you know, on our uh, I just for some reason text message just escaped my brain, but on our text message thread with the whole group, we were talking about uh, once the Punisher was announced, who, what, or what would be possibly cut back, right? And I don't think they are. I think that they're going to add, if they're going to do it, they're going to add more shows into the year. Start th- getting more shows in production. I, I, I do think so. Or they'll start to, it, they'll do a different job of interchanging seasons. Like instead of, you know, we had Daredevil and then Jessica Jones. And now we've got Jessica Jones season two and Daredevil season two in the same year, along with Luke Cage, probably by the end of this year. See, I could see them doing. I think if they start, if they start expanding their roster of characters getting these shows, I get the feeling that you'll see like like a Daredevil season three and then a Punisher season one. Right. And then next year you'll get like a Jessica Jones season three and like a Moon Knight season I think that's one. how they're going to do it because they had mentioned at one point, when, when they started talking about doing two shows a year, they said, where once Daredevil, they said, we want to do a season two. They right. said, we'll do a repeat or a second season or next season in, and then we'll have a new one. Right. Kind of like what Marvel's doing with with the movies. Yeah, I get the feeling that's what that's gonna be because we're gonna have Daredevil season two this year, and I think Luke Cage is I think Luke Cage is supposed to be this year. Well even Luke Cage already in it, I know it's they're in, already filming, or right? Post production at least. And then probably Jessica Jones at the beginning of the year next year. I could see that. And, and then then if they you know, if by the end of this year they've already started filming an Iron Fist show, mm-hmm. having Iron Fist ready to tandem with Luke Cage season two. I could I, I could easily see that happening. Yeah. And it would make, that'd make perfect sense. Yeah, you know, give give me the second season, give me a new season or yeah. some, a new yeah. character, or even like the original four that they were saying is once they're releasing the second season for those, it just ties it with um, a new character, right? And, but, then, and then Defenders it. is the other show that we're supposed to be getting mm-hmm. soon once all these characters mm-hmm. are announced. So then, even then, by that time, once you have your Defenders done, you could easily just move into okay, what's the next set of four heroes we're going to do shows on. We have Defenders. You can continue their story in, like, a Defender Season 2 and then jump on to, like, mm-hmm. a Moon Knight. But as, as popular as these things are and as easy as they are for them to produce, you know, I mean, because you, you are, you know, you're talking, it's not, you're not producing, you know, Game of Thrones here. Right. You know, even with Jessica Jones, when she got ready to fly or jump, they did a great job of disguising it. Yes, you know, you didn't have, you know, even Daredevil swing, you know, you didn't have him swinging through the city like, you know, Spider-Man. You had him jumping around, you know, you, but you got the feel of it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I thought that was a great way to do it and to get around actually showing them do the things. Mm-hmm. And I think that because of that, that reason, you, with the exception of maybe uh, Iron Fist, that one they may have to have some... Visual effects, yeah, and it, 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 even then, I don't, I don't think it'll be beyond what. I don't, I don't know if they'll do the glowing fist or you know. That's an easy effect to do. It is. It's that one. I think is going to be more stunt heavy, and as someone who definitely more martial art. Yeah, yeah. especially as, since I love like the Chinese martial arts movies, it'll be interesting to see how much. I mean, that that would be the obvious place to pull from because mm-hmm. there's always the big divide between like American martial arts and their fighting styles versus Chinese films. It's almost do like a crouching tiger type. Yeah, you know, wire a lot of wire work. Uh, not not no close cuts. Yeah, 
because that, that for me immediately like when i hear iron fist like okay that's kind of what i want to see i want to see like like if you were to get like jackie chan's stunt team to mm-hmm. do a lot of the the stunt coordination and the fight choreography you could have something that's far more visually interesting and different right than something like you know even with you know like the matrix movies there's a lot of close-up shots of fights to hide mm-hmm. the hits and oh yeah oh yeah so uh, there's things they could do and there's things they can do to be creative especially something like punisher could be heavy into noir yes uh, you have, you know, Moon Knight could be. There. I can almost, I can almost see him doing Punisher, black and white. Yeah, which again, visually interesting, and you know, it's, uh, that's all up in the air, right? But, but because of because of the popularity of these things, and as many as they want to do, it's possible you could start. We they could go to four a year and not hurt themselves. I, I think know. the only thing that they'd have to worry about is the, the scheduling. Yeah, yeah. So scheduling. Not only the not only the fatigue for their own production teams doing it. But even so, like, the, I, I do think there is a limit. Because eventually the, people will get to the point where it's like, well, there's four Marvel shows, but then, like, how much attention do you divide amongst your own other properties that you're making? Something like Marvel characters are shared with Marvel because they're done in joint mm-hmm. production versus something like Kimmy Schmidt, which is their own. They own that. Right. Uh, not just Kimmy Schmidt, but, you know, Gracie and Frankie... Uh, Will Arnett's new show, uh, Arrested Development, is now Netflix's property. So, I, and they just announced also Matt Groening is going to. He's yeah, he's in talks with doing a new animated series there, yes. which will then you know again I don't know if his production company will do something joint. I or wish s- you, I wish they would just do F- Futurama, bring Futurama back. I, as much as I love Futurama, like the se- the season the post season five stuff. Yeah, but really do a a. Because you could do a dirty, I mean, you know, they, they a got vulgar. Away, they, they got away with a they lot. Got away with they a got lot, away with yeah. a lot. But yeah, it's, it, it's interesting I like the see. way it ended, and I think yeah. bringing it back would kind of ruin that. Yeah. I, I got I the feeling he would, I mean, and it's Matt Groening. He's got a lot of, I mean, he could do Life uh, Life in Hell yeah. as a series and bring that to life. But it, it's interesting. And fatigue, you know, as much as, you know. Do a whole show about McBain. McBain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you do like the Bongo comics, just do a separate outside universe it's it's also fatigue i get you know everyone sort of knows it's coming even even hollywood has talked about it coming that eventually there's gonna be like everything hits that breaking point where everyone's like kind of tired of seeing x genre of film sure it happened with you know with heavy action movies in the late 80s early 90s those kind of disappeared but i mean even even abc is talking that they want to do they still want to do damage control right and that's still in the works, you know, because that's going to be more of a comedy uh, in the superhero universe, which I think that's a great idea. I, I do think it's a good idea because I loved The Tick. Yes. And I think another show like that would be fun. But could you, I mean, you know, you could do the show like they're cleaning up, you know, you could do a whole season of them cleaning up New York after the, uh, the Chitauri invasion. Right. You know, or, you know, but then they also said that they want to do another comedy that's in the, a Marvel comedy. Right. And they also, as we mentioned last time, doing the Mockingbird spinoff. Yes. So they're talking four shows, right. the, the, uh, four main shows, not counting uh, Agent Carter. Right. I'm, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter. So the, you're talking actually five shows that ABC it, It'll in be interesting. And it's, it's like the housing market bubble burst. Like everybody knows, it's, you know, there were the dot-com bubble burst. Like, better cash in now, better cash in now. And well, it's, I, I get the feeling that, especially because this much is ramping up, like all the signs are pointing to, we got to get in on this now. Everybody's trying it, you know, and it's going to be a matter of like, all right, what, 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 what's going to happen? And I'm interested to see, is it going to be a big film that's going to be like, 
Yeah, kind of did okay, but not great. This is going to be the year to see it with as many movies and television shows that mm-hmm. are going to be out or coming out. That this is going to be the year to see what happens. Yes, yeah, it's because it again, it, there's going to be that breaking point with like how many, how many of the same genre film can you do in one year? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking okay. Star Wars is is climb is go, is going down. Yeah, and, but that's and, also know, that's also in the sci-fi. But I then, think. but mm-hmm. then immediately we have, uh, we have uh, Deadpool, right. and then it's just from Deadpool on all the way back to December again. It's nonstop. Right. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, and it, it's like it, it. It it's interesting. It's interesting to watch because again, you know, they, there was a lot of plans. You know, with the, the Batman movies. Uh, uh Cloverfield is what you're going to talk about because I was just going to oh, yeah. say March was Cloverfield. To, yes, because we've got more movies. Cloverfield's coming, and that had very lukewarm. Luke it was Warren a surprise reception? to everybody. It though. was a surprise because they've been working. It's very. Sl- it looks very small budget because it, it looks like a lot of it is like, shot in one room. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it seems like the announcement was kind of just like, oh, by the way, here you go. I'm making another movie. Right. It wasn't like anything like attached to any show or anything and say stay tuned for JJ Abrams new project. No, it was it's just like, here it is. Yeah. By the way, I, by the way, I'm saying this right now and I'm putting the meme together as we're doing it. This looked like Roseanne the 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 aftermath of an apocalypse. They showed Dan and the two kids sitting around the table and they almost did the spin and this is what happens when Roseanne dies and Dan is It's the reverse. Right. So so DJ apoc- brings his girlfriend home. Dan grabs him the and says apocalypse happened. Yeah, and, and pulls him down into the bomb shelter. <laughs> it's interesting cuz so JJ Abrams has said is it's not a direct sequel to Cloverfield. Right. Uh, it is a it is a spiritual successor. He said it was a blood relative to Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting were the people's reaction especially on the internet like only 3 people I know mentioned anything about the trailer at all. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And there was not a lot of excitement from anyone. It was just kind of like, oh, look, Cloverfield 2. And, and I sort of had to go like, anyone, like, I don't know anyone who really liked Cloverfield. Right. You know, and not that you know, I did. I, I but really, not, I really not necessarily that it was yeah. a bad movie, but it was one of those things like, I don't know anybody who sort of went like, I got to buy that. You know, it's like, I, I, hate... I, have, I have my annual Cloverfield marathon. It's a movie yeah. I got to watch. You know, that that moment of like, did anybody really see that movie more than once or twice? I've seen it once and I, I can't stand watching it because I hate the that, shaky cam. I hate the cam look of it. And because especially like the lore of the movie, it's kind of weird. It, mm-hmm. it was an interesting thing for me to see the sort of like, oh, hey, that movie that we all kind of eh, about, you know, a decade ago. Yeah. And then it's like. It was basically almost, you know, as if you took the Godzilla movie that took place in New York. And you said, okay, you know what? That they told the main story. Now we're going to show you what was going on with on street level at that time. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I, well, I even this one, feel. this one just seems like it's more on the the, um, I guess the effect on humans in the kind of apocalypse world because it does seem like John Goodman's character is nuts. Oh yeah, I mean you get that you get that sense from what it is. And he's so, actually the monster. There is no, there's no monster outside. The I get door. the feeling that that's, he's the monster. That, that 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 feels like a you know Shyamalan or Twilight Zone yeah. twist for the end of the movie, or that you know that that it could be like oh there isn't anything going on outside. Yeah, he's just nuts. She looks out the window and it's like a bright sunny day and flowers, are <laughs> and that's why he was like no, don't look out the window. But he did say no, you'll you'll. Uh, it'll come or yeah, something. you don't let them in. So I mean, that's interesting. I mean, again, he said it's in blood relatives. So I get the feeling, even if it's not Cloverfield, really, like oh, it's aftermath. I get the feeling. I I think it, 
Cloverfield is like the catch-all for his horror, sci-fi horror yeah. series of movies. Well, they never killed the monster at the end of Right, they never killed they, the movie, uh, the, the monster at the end of the movie. It's just those, the two at the end basically get crushed or something the, like that. The helicopter. Incident, yeah. They get crashed in the helicopter and you hear like the military guys and the credits over the yeah. radio like, I'm still alive. But, but you're right, though. I can't tell you, I, couldn't, I could not tell you five people I know that either excited about this movie or cared enough about the first one to want to see. Yeah, it, that it's one of those weird things like really like of all the things that he's done. Yeah. Like JJ Abrams like he did like Super 8 and all the movies he produces like mm. of all the films to then go Cloverfield 2 is what people have been asking for. Uh-huh. And I go, "Really? Cloverfield 2?" And I feel like that's everyone's reaction is like I this, would want a, more of a, a Super 8 before I'd want Cloverfield. A Super Nine, <laughs> Super Nine. <laughs> Again, because you they're like with Cloverfield. If it was a direct sequel, I could understand. There's there's a lot you could do, but since he's sort of been like not really a direct sequel, mm-hmm. he, he does have the knack for just lying to people's faces yes. about what he's doing. Oh yeah, and, th- and that could honestly be what it is. Is she looks outside and it's the like Cloverfield little, monster, or, or it's like little, little like ground parasites yeah. that it, make it people sticks its eye up like, like the raptor, yeah. you know, in, in Jurassic Park, and sticks its eye up up to the window. Yeah, I, but I also feel like it's that one scene from War of the Worlds. Yeah, sort of turned into an entire film, and mm-hmm. I go, I don't, I don't know. Oh, that was a creepy scene. It was a creepy. Oh, scene. That it, was, was, it was creepy in the book too. It was just yeah. like this one guy's like, we got to get to the center of the Earth, and we can hide out down there for the like. I feel like that's what that no, is. No, but I mean Tim Robbins. In are you talking about the Tom Cruise version or? Well, that's it. That that scene's from the book too. But no, Tim Robbins did a really good job. But even yeah. it had that same moment of Tom Cruise, like he looks out. Yes, and he sees the he sees like the one guy get grabbed by the tentacle because they're farming his blood, right? And he's just down there with it, like that. It feels like just like somebody said, like, "Hey, we could turn that into a Cloverfield." Sequel. Yeah, exactly. Um, does he? Yes, do you care? To, are you? Is it? Is it on your radar to see? I know Ethan, you'll probably see it. Well, I mean, I, I mean, enjoyed the first one. So, I, mean, I was intrigued enough by the yeah. trailer to. I'm not. It's not a day one for me. I'll probably check it out a while ago. I. It's if I miss it or it just slips my mind. If I forget in the next week or so that it exists, yes, and it comes out and goes, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But I know I'll. I, it's something that I'll at least take a look at, mostly because, like, eh, I mean, the first movie wasn't. Ba- it wasn't a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, just. Well, once more information comes out on it, you yeah. know, like closer to when it's going to be released, there's going to be showing like trailers and whatnot. Right. I can make my decision then whether I want to see it in the theater or if I should just I wait. wait. Yeah, I kind of because even with Cloverfield, like I waited. Almost to end of run. To yeah. Like, okay, I'll go check it out. And it was kind of like, I didn't I, see it until it came out on DVD. It's like I was trying to buy some cheap DVDs when I was flying to visit my family, and I was like, well, I just need a couple DVDs. And at the time, Blockbuster was selling it for like three dollars or something. I was like, Blockbuster, what's that? I know, right? And there used to be this place where you can go and rent, movies. and you can rent physical discs of movies. It's like if uh, Redbox was a store. Yeah, it's like if Redbox was a store. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways... Um, if Netflix was a place. If, me- if Netflix was a place you could go, that's what it would be like, children. Um, I'm going to save Daredevil to the end because I, you know, I want to um, have a good discussion about that. But uh, this past week, really... We started out with David Bowie on Monday. Right. And he had can- secret cancer. Secret cancer. Well, I think even the week before that, Lemmy from Motorhead. 
yes. died of cancer. He, di- he died of cancer. Uh, Alan Rickman, secret cancer as that well. Was, that, to me, that was the biggest shock. It looks like a lot of cancers uh, right. cancers well, taking Grizzly over. Well, Grizzly Adams on yeah. Thursday or Friday. And I understand a lot of people keep that private. Yeah. You know, and it's it's in the end, you know, that human pattern seeking, they want to see but something in more a day in and that. age where really there's... It's cancer. But in a day and age where, you know, you have TMZ and you have all these people and all this social media and everything... It's really, really difficult for a celebrity to keep things like that. And granted, I, I these do, aren't yeah, these no, aren't these aren't your true. Brad Pitts and your Tom right. Cruises and things like that. No, anyway, they, they, yeah. were, they were private people to begin with. Correct. All of them were yeah. private people. Correct. But even like uh, somebody shared an article about Alan Rickman, and it became immediately obvious to me. Uh, he, he so the article was something like uh, that from like two years ago. He had married his girlfriend of forty years, mm-hmm. you know, and then it immediately was like. Man, so he knew. Yes, that that immediately was like he knew it was coming because you don't, you know, you don't live with someone for forty years and then you know and be okay not married. Well, he and well, and then like, have have a secret ceremony and that immediately is like you know clearly he's trying to make sure that she gets and he left what, a, he yeah. left a note with I mean a, a nice you know letter to his fans and everything. Yeah, even Leonard Nimoy, who people was sick and it was you know people knew it was close to happening, right? But nobody knew the extent of how mm-hmm. sick he was. Correct. And I, I can see Christopher Lloyd being next on the list, especially after his Jimmy oh, yeah. Kimmel and the DVD. Like that's like as sad as that is for me to say. That's one of those like I can see him being the next sort of like shocker. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. soon after watching that, where it's like, man, he just that he just not looking well. And David Bowie did you know his birthday was last. It was the the Friday before he died. And it, he released his album. He released an album. He released a, a video, and cool. it was all a nice. I mean, it that was, became yeah again another like hindsight as twenty twenty. It's like. Okay, he's getting ready. He's well, getting, he knew, yeah. Yeah, he he's had, putting this out. Yeah. You know, he's putting this out, and he like I feel like that's the I have finished my life's work, and he could rest easy knowing yeah. mm-hmm. that. Well, I mean, it's probably yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those things where okay, he knew that the doctor, you know, probably told him. Well, you know, within the year, it's going right. to happen. So he's getting ready. He's getting ready. He he did this last thing, and he's like, you know what? Let's wait until it's time, right? And we'll put this out. And you know his birth. I'm sure on his birthday, it was like everybody knew it's any day now. Yeah. Right. And they were like, okay, let's. You know what? His birthday's a good time, so it won't be so tragic to release mm-hmm. it on his on right. His death. And, he, and he did the music video for it as yeah. well. And, you know, it was amazing. You know, uh, what really has shocked me with Alan Rickman right now is people. There's a backlash for Emma Watson's statement that she put out. I I I. I I understand the backlash. I, I don't think it's warranted, but I, I, I get it. Yeah, she's, you know, she's, you know, she's an outspoken feminist. And yes. She went to the UN to do her talk and stuff like that. And I get it. You know, it's what she campaigns for. It's what she believes in. And some, and somebody who died was very close to her. Mm-hmm. And I can see sort instead of having that one moment to tell a story about him right. or to talk about her connection to him, she just sort of posted a quote, like an image map. Do you remember what the exact quote was? Uh, I, it's something to look up, and it's not. I mean, again, it's not a. It's not a bad quote, right? It, it wasn't it's, anything it's, derogatory it's, towards no, him or it, his it family. Was a, or it was a, a personal anecdote from him that yes. she had pulled. Just you know, image macro of his quote next to a picture of his face, and uh, I can see that being. It's something that I immediately saw when, like, you know, it's like, no, it's, I, I understand why you did it. I can see people seeing it as being in sort of bad taste, right? Because it's not necessarily about his death, but sort of using it to 
pad her sure her, her pad, agenda. I mean, yeah, agenda and agenda. You know, it, it sounds like a very mean spirited word for what she was doing. Right. I get. I I I understand the the lack of tact. Yes. People are concerned with, but the reaction totally overblown. Because again, it's he. She was filming movies with him for most of her life, right? Thus far, he was there for her. You know, yeah, it's like an uncle with you yeah, growing up, to, yeah. teaching them to act. Sure, with lack of tact, bad taste. Yeah, but not enough to not enough to to just eviscerate her on the internet over correct. it. Correct, and it's not like she. You know, I'm sure she had her grieving moments too. Right, and, and again, and it, she, you know, everybody deals with that in their own way, and she felt it was something to sort of, you know, it, she felt it was she felt it was appropriate, and that's fine. But man, and even is, the, as open as she is about her agendas and stuff, and she's right. still she, a pretty she private a, person. She is again, yeah, a very private person. But when she does speak, she tends to choose what she does very selectively. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know, did you know? A lot of celebrities don't run their own Twitter account. Did she run her own true. personal Twitter account? Did, did they have something lined up that just sort of happened to coincide with his death that they decided to tie in together? Right. You know, who knows? It, the decisions are made. But again, the, it's easy to jump to those conclusions. Yes, it, 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 yeah, that's very true. It's very easy to sort of like, aha, you know, again, there's a lot of... And you people know, love to bash celebrities. They over do. Every, the, they every do love thing. to bash celebrities, you know, the moment they slip up. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's also very easy to because you don't know somebody to to ascribe to ascribe nefarious motives right mm-hmm. to it and you know part of you know it's like our discussion last week with the action figures which I won't get into but <laughs> but but it's that same it's the it's the opposite coin it's the opposite side of the coin yes. of that sort of internet vitriol where because these people are essentially faceless. We don't really know who they are. It's easy to sort of ascribe nefarious motives mm-hmm. to, you know, from something as simple as a a a lack of an action figure right now, knowing the process of putting together an action figure and doing releases. These things are in the works for years, right. literally for years. But because they're not right away, you know, there's a, you know, again, it's easy to ascribe mean-spirited motives. And for her, again, that sort of that same, that opposite end where you see like, Guys, come on! Uh-huh. You know, this, we, like, not, and as we saw, not the time to be mean to her for somebody she cared about deeply to have died, right? And again, and, it's like, sure, this wasn't her, you know, being an asshole about it. And right. as we saw with you know, and, and that the, the action figure analogy is a perfect example for this situation, because as we saw with the with the the jumping to conclusions with the lack of Ray figure, right. All of a sudden, it's like, look, you guys didn't give us time to put out the next wave, which right. there's a ton of it, and there's a reason. Yeah, because they didn't want to give things away. From the movie. And I'm sure that's in contracts. And even for this, it's easy to be it's like, so easy to take things out of context. Yeah, it's easy, exactly. It's easy to take what Emma Watson did out of context and just be like, you know, fuck you, Emma Watson. How dare you? Blah blah blah. You know, you're just trying to push your agenda using his death. And, and that's I, the other side of it. It's is, easily to be see, interpreted that way, but I don't believe that that's what it was. And it's mm-hmm. so it's uh, and the other side of this is as she is a strong feminist, there's so many people that still want to bat not necessarily bat well bash is a good yeah, ba- bash, it's a, to bash it's her bash for it. what she believes yeah, in. It, that's it. It's easy to bash her for. I mean, for we it. saw the same thing with with Roland Blanchard from Girl Meets World this weekend. She announced that she is queer right. because she doesn't want to say that she is straight by or whatever. Right. But, you know, and she's a very strong feminist as right. well. And it was her way of coming out and saying, "Look, don't label me." Right. And immediately they jumped to it. 
you know, girl meets world, girl, Disney right. star, it comes out. That, yeah, they don't label me. And then she's getting attacked on both sides. Like, oh, why don't you want to be labeled? Right. And then getting getting the queer hate. Right. From and, the other end. And that, again, she's mm. like 14 years old. Exactly. Yeah. You know, she's just putting that out there. And if, hey, if, if, if some little kid out there sees her doing that and they feel better about themselves, you know, then then I'm all for it. Yeah. But then to see both. But to see mm. the mean spirited on both halves yep. of like it's like oh you don't want you don't want a specific label for what you are don't you want to be on our side or and then to get the other side it's like it's like oh you're ruining America uh-huh. you know coming out like you did and it's for me the internet is still the wild west. See when, when I first saw the Emma Watson thing I I just kept thinking you know not knowing personally Alan Rickman but knowing of him and his character and how he he. he portrays himself not only as an actor but as a person i'm thinking he would have immediately stood up and went wait that's you've you're misinterpreting what she's trying to do right yes i i i I think a lot of people misinterpret. and again there's it's the it's that horseshoe theory of sort of political yeah it also falls into the category for him he knows her right Right. so he wouldn't understand where that was coming from right yeah i'm sure her other castmates totally understand where she's coming from Mm -hmm. on that one it's just like we were saying before, we as the general public don't know her personally. We just know her as her character. Right. So if she acts different than what her character is, for us that's just like, oh my god. Yeah, what do you yeah. She, you're trying to you're yeah. trying to shove an agenda down. She's not Hermione. Yeah, exactly. Which is another thing that I was gonna bring up. Is how dare you use his death to push <laughs> your agenda? It's like it's like, no, 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 I'm I I can I can see how you came to that conclusion. But let's everybody, let's just pull back, take a second and go like, look, she She's not, yeah, you know, uh-huh. not using this death for her own ends. This is how she's coping, right? And, and right. this is sort of her way of talking about it, right? And she's tying, yes, she's tying it into herself, but you know, it, it's no different than you know Daniel Radcliffe's quote about him too, because he tied it into himself. Yes, it's just it was very, it was just agenda free, right? And it was, it, it, yeah, and it, I mean, there was a little bit more of a what I guess you could say is more sincere towards you know. But it, it was. It was the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing, but nobody goes like, stop making this about you, Daniel Radcliffe. Right. So it, it, was, it was... How dare you, Harry? Yeah, how dare you talk about yourself about when you're talking about his death? It's like, all I know how to talk about this guy is how they're connected to him. Right. So, you yeah. know, the, the funny thing is you just said, you know, we only know her as her character. Um, there was a great picture put up. Shut uh, up, Harry Potter. Well, there was a great picture put up of uh, David Bowie dressed as Ziggy Stardust and, and uh, Alan Rickman as, as uh, Snape. Standing outside the pearly gates, and David Bowie looks over at Alan Rickman, and goes, "So they've, so you're going to be, they've got you as your character. They for, want you they in costume, you, costume, yeah. They let you in costume too, yeah. Yeah, for the for eternity. And it's so true, is because everything you saw of David Bowie was Ziggy Stardust. Everything you saw of of Alan Rickman was Snape. Snape, which is yeah, again, that's also the generation gap too. Right. I was like, it's like no Hans Gruber. Well, Which, that was the I was yeah. gonna say. You either saw him as Snape or Hans Gruber. And for me, I, that's why I immediately someone on my Facebook page posted. Uh, one of the artists I follow posted they did him as as uh, from Galaxy Quest. Yes, uh, as Alexander Dane. Yes, and, and in character, and immediately was like, okay, that's okay. That's a good middle ground. That's a good I'm, middle ground. I'm right. choosing. <laughs> I'm choosing Galaxy Quest. Well, somebody did a drawing of David Bowie, and it like it was a it was a gift that went through all of his different looks all the way up to the end. And included like uh, labyrinth and everything, and I was like, "That is amazing." Yeah, well, somebody went through and did all of the yeah. all of the faces of David Bowie. I'd love to see him do that with Alan Rickman too, because that would be amazing. You know, because yeah. he's done so many different movies, so many different looks. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I mean, it, I mean, he was in Robin Hood. He could easily yeah. be the sheriff with Nottingham. There's a lot that they could spoon? do. Spoon? Yes. Why a spoon, brother? <laughs> oh, that was that was. He was such a great asset to that film. Yeah. Yes. Um, Bottle Shock was another great movie he was in that was so underrated. It was him mm-hmm. with Chris Pine. Yes. Yeah. Um, but then there was other people. You know, like. I'm just saying I, I forget never, the actor. We never got David Bowie in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy too. Oh, I know, but they are going to have. They said they are going to have a lot more of his music in there yeah. in the next one. I'm fine with this then. Yeah, that that was one of the things that uh, James Gunn said is that he was definitely going to be paying more of a tribute to him. And yeah, I, I thought I thought that the, the idea that's like, oh, we we're going to ask him to be in the movie, and then yeah. it's like, oh man, that would have been in, it, it, that just put him in the Ziggy Star. You know what's a shame is because they're not going. They said that they're not going to have the collector in it. But it'd been great to have like David Bowie's image of one of the the collectors. Uh, a David oh, you Bowie know, poster. They would still like what would be awesome is one of the like chambers in the collectors. That's what I'm saying. It would be David Bowie. The, no, the Ziggy Stardust costume. Right, uh, oh, that would be good too. This yeah, a way to, you know, pay tribute yeah. to him. Um, but there was other people, you know, and and you know, talk about people knowing people as their characters. Grizzly Adams. Grizzly Adams also. Uh, I forget his. I forget the based on name. A, based on a real character as yes. well. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, he passed away person. of cancer as cancer, well, yeah. and he was seventy-four to eighty mm-hmm. years old as well. I mean, no, I like I. I really feel bad for Celine Dion. Celine yeah, Dion she lost, yes. her lost her husband, her husband, and her brother and her, within a like, couple days of each other. Was her brother cancer too? Yeah, yes. Because so see, her husband. Because everybody was like, "Well, her husband's not a celebrity or anything." Right. Like he was sounds, a manager. You know, he yeah. was a manager. He managed her career when yes. she was right. starting. Right. And I just feel like, like well, he, he's known her since she was twelve. That was kind of the the sick joke yeah. about it. Right. But it was that weird. But uh, that was another one of those internet moments where, like, guys, come, yes, we, exactly. He's not a celebrity, but come on. She's a, he's a celebrity to her, right? Her husband, like it, it fits. It fits he's by it's, default. He's, he's a celebrity. Yes. He was he was he was he was famous because he was married to her and he was her manager. Yes, yeah. really. Are we gonna try and snatch up the the fame? Like oh, you're not famous. But then we mm-hmm. also had a couple voiceover actors. Yes, pass away this week yes, too. The voice of Robin Hood from uh, Disney's Robin Hood. Yes. passed away as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was one other. There was one other voiceover actor, I think, that passed away this week too, and I don't remember. I'm trying to think of his name, but yes. Uh... Um, but it was just. It just seemed like every time you turned on Facebook or turned on something, there was another one. It was another one, another one. And it was like most of them cancer, 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 yeah. cancer. And it was like, why? Way to start off 2016, right. cancer. It's just that, you know, it's that weird. Uh, for me, it's that sort of that moment of complacency. Uh, Brian Bedford, voice Bradford, of Robin Hood. Yes. Uh, by the way, and David Margulies Dave, from that's Ghostbusters. Right. That's uh, he right. was Mayor Lenny in Ghostbusters one and two. Died, and he died. Uh, he died last Monday, mm-hmm. but he was a, a very a surprisingly low key death. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know about it until one of, uh, until uh, I followed uh, Dan Schoening. He does the art in the Ghostbusters comics. He did like a tribute art of of Mayor Lenny talking to Mayor Laguardia. Oh, nice. Sort of is mm-hmm. in that, like, unseen scene from Ghostbusters, which I thought was a really fun tribute. Yes. But, uh, no, it was that... Well, thought... it's a shame about voiceover actors is, is most voiceover actors, people don't know their face. They, yes, right. they and they, And a lot of, you know, I've been to, you know, cons or anything like that, where a lot of them will say, when we do the voice for people, it breaks that illusion. Right. Because no longer do you see that, you know... You're not seeing the character. Exactly. You're seeing the face. You know, you, you all of a sudden you see Bart Simpson as a girl going. You're going, wait, yeah, no, yeah, what happened? Yeah, well, what is this? What's going on? Yeah, and when people find out that you know, like Tara Strong and like Kathy Susie uh-huh. doing voices of the Rugrats for like 
10 years like that what yeah mm-hmm. and, and, and i mean if you knew how like how many voices certain you know there's certain voiceover actors their voices are so distinct right that you know exactly, exactly who that is yeah. but it just it's it's a really and the reason i'm i'm going on about this is cuz it's a really shame when you when you lose somebody it's the it's for me it's the like the complacency of cancer and it and, and as tragic as it is, people sort of tend to forget, like, no, cancer is still a killer. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and despite all the breakthroughs and despite all the treatments we have to see, like, like no, cancer, you know, you know, there are, you know, hundreds of forms of cancer mm-hmm. and some of them fatal, some of them not fatal. Mm-hmm. But that's a... Well, even at, like the breakthroughs that we have, it's basically just what we can do to extend somebody's life. life. Right, you know, right. It's not, it's not something that's a end-all, cure-all type thing. Right. If we move on to video games later... uh famous you know youtuber and game commentator uh total biscuit he has a he has a a terminal form of cancer mm-hmm. and uh he got that in the last year and he went through chemo and it went into remission but it's finally back and again but he's he's not he's not keeping it a secret he right. wants people to know it's like look this is my work and if i disappear this is why right but it's still that like no cancer cancer is a bitch yep. well speaking of cancer and being a bitch and uh, this is a really bad segue but it does work deadpool Yes. Who the main plot? One of the main plot points of the movie of him becoming dead, Deadpool is that he has, has terminal cancer. Very, you know, several forms of terminal, terminal cancer. cancer. Um, I know that's really, really, really a bad way to to tie it in, but you know it does work. Um, so one of the former Marvel. Uh, creators? Or no, was it? A, was she a writer? I think, was an, I think it was an editor. Was she an editor? I think she was an editor, yeah. Um, and her 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 name escapes me now because it was I read this earlier this week. Um, went to what? What's the um, the the uh, petition site? It's but she has a she has a change dot org change dot org position. But she I think she does she has a YouTube channel. And yes, I'm going to look up her name right now. Okay, um, she did. But the change dot org mm-hmm. is where the first place that she went to, or at least the first place I had heard of it from, to have a version of Deadpool released of PG-13 so that she could take her son to it and that, you know, children can go see it because it is such an R-rated film. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not for it, her. It was one of somebody she uh, Oh, a, it's not. She a didn't fan have... of hers talked oh, to her about it. Okay. And then she was like, I kind of I kind of understand that. Here's I gotcha. the thing I say about it. Deadpool is not a kid-friendly character. It was never a kid-friendly it was, character. Right, yeah, it's not supposed to be for kids. It just has this following. Grace, uh, Grace Randolph. Grace Randolph, yeah, that's right. And she was a, uh, She has uh, uh, some YouTube stuff. Think About the Ink uh, is one of, uh, one of the things she does on YouTube. And then she has a, uh, she has a Beyond the Trailer. Okay. And uh, she wrote uh, some Justice League Unlimited issues. She wrote uh, Superbia. I think that was a Boom book. I think it was, yeah. Uh, and I, if I remember the story correctly, she was she was uh, she one of her younger fans, right? You know, a teenager uh, was like, "Oh, I, you know, I'm, it's a movie that it's R. I can't really get my folks to take me to see it because it's an R-rated film, right?" Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "I kind of understand that." And she's like, "And then she put out the call." For a PG thirteen version, and now there is a change.org petition. Right, and it's it's growing, it's getting momentum. And it, it, let's say it right now, it, her petition is not to change Deadpool from rated R to, to PG thirteen. It's to have two cuts. It's to have two separate versions out at the exact same time. Have the R rated mm-hmm. for 
the, the, the regular audience. regular audience that wants to go see it in R, and then have a PG thirteen cut done so that it could be more kid friendly. Basically, what she's talking about doing is a green band, a green brand trailer, and a red band trailer, right? Which they have out right now, right? Which is it's it's an it's an interesting thought. I mean, it's too close now to. Do a, but to do a whole, it's really not because they can't easily go back and cut. They, some of they it could down. do a new cut, but then, but it's not just cutting the movie together. That's not only that's time to figure out what you want to cut out to bring it down to that level. But it also depends on what there is. They, in they this have film. they have to get approval right. from the MPAA to. They have to do a cut of the movie, and if it doesn't go up to snuff, they have to do another cut of the movie. Mm-hmm. They have to keep chopping until they get to something that they find acceptable for PG-13. Because this becomes, is a hard R movie. And then it becomes paying marketing mm-hmm. guys to come up with a brand new marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes a matter of distribution. You have to find theaters who are either going to cut their R-rated showings to do PG-13 showings in right. tandem, or they're going to have to take away other films mm-hmm. uh, time slots to do a PG-13 time slot. And that not takes money because the theaters have to foot the bill to pay for those reels. Right. And, you know, so there, 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 there is more to it than a simple, let's cut a PG 13 cut and then put it out there. So it's, but I could see Fox doing it because of, for one reason, because it is an R rated superhero movie, you know, super bad. No, I'm sorry. Not super bad. What was super? The one with, um, rain Williams, right? Or no, uh, rain Wilson. Wilson. Did horrible in the theater. Of course, that movie was you know. It's also mean, not really a superhero movie, right? Exactly. Um, he, yeah, it was. It was. A, it, was, <laughs> it, was a, it was. It was still a good independent film. It yes. was. It, it was um, just like a bloodbath. But R rated right. films, you know, even Kick Ass, um, didn't do very well in the theaters. But it did well enough to get a, to warrant a sequel. It did well. Yes. Mm-hmm. But and for, a potential third movie, which they're still looking into for Deadpool, yeah. which is a character, and we all go to cons, we all see that. The the most cosplayed superhero is Deadpool, without a doubt. No matter yes. what con we go to, de- there's more Deadpools than any other character. Right. Other than maybe Harley Quinn for females. But there's so many Deadpools mm-hmm. that Fox could say, you know what, we could make more money by releasing this because we'd be able to draw more crowd. But it also comes down to the fact of, you know, time spent on trying to do this and, cut and the money and the spent. effort yeah. yes versus the amount of the maybe extra couple millions we're gonna make could you see them it's also but it's also something that to note that i'm sure months ago there was there was a cost benefit analysis to what kind of rating they wanted the movie to be already I'm, oh sure i'm sure at some point somebody went so what do we do r or pg-13 and they they were willing to go r to yeah, they were they they seemed content enough with the money they would be making from an R release. Mm-hmm. So that's when I kind of go. They they have already sort of deemed it not worthy of being of of needing a PG thirteen cut. And I do believe that there could potentially be a PG thirteen home video release. Could you see them if this movie doesn't do as well as they are anticipating? A few months down the road, re-release it as a PG thirteen. No, that's that's still that's still a lot of out of pocket money to to do. And if the movie flops, a PG thirteen release is not going to save it. Just like Daredevil, you know, they had the theatrical cut and a director's cut. The director's right. cut didn't really help that movie any. If the movie is going to fail, it's going to fail. And no cut of that movie with the footage they have is really. I I 
doubt going to well, going to save it. Fox was talking about re-releasing Days of Future Past with the Rogue Edition, right? And they were talking about that was going to be released in the theater a year later, right? But it didn't. Really... And then they released it on, and they were they, they came to their DVD. senses and said, "Let's just do it on DVD." But it, but then you also have to go. It's like, yeah, but the Rogue Cut was really one scene in the movie, exactly, and it didn't really change the tone of the film. No, it just gave her more more of a, yeah, presence. yeah more of a presence in the film for you know like a two minute long scene. Yeah, and I, I understand it. But it's but then I but then I also go. I remember seeing Starship Troopers in theaters as a kid, right? And there can't be anything in Deadpool that is that is worse than Starship Troopers as a film to take a kid to see. And even then, I mean, I understand the parent the parental seeing the Red Man trailers. I mean. It's yeah, definitely it's a, an R-rated film. It is, but then I also go, like, I want, again, Starship Troopers, a dude gets his brain sucked out yeah. by a giant insect. There's nudity. There's, there's nudity. There's mm-hmm. people getting, you know, cut in half and yeah. dead bodies. Yeah. You, guy, you get to watch a guy's, you know, head get shot through. with, And, and again, you know, kids are just going to go. It's, it's that weird notion of, like, I want, you know, I mean, I have a feeling Deadpool is more language than any. I mean, there's there's going to be language. a blood and stuff like that, but it's probably going to be a Here's lot the of thing, language. Though, and it's what all boils down to is if the parent is smart, they would go see the movie first, see if they find it acceptable for something they want their child to watch. Yes, right, and then take them to see it again. I agree with that. You know, that's that's what it has to be. That, I mean, and that it, seems like the reasonable thing. It any shouldn't be should up do. to it shouldn't be up to a movie or studio. Or release the PG thirteen on Netflix the same week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's not. It doesn't seem like it needs to fall on the responsibility right. of the movie company to say, "Well, we're going to include everybody." Into I, this I movie. do. I do agree with that. I that, agree that, with that's that. A, that's a that, and that's that's. I mean. It, it 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 essentially it is what it is. It, it is a form of censorship. They're asking for yes. a toned down version of the movie, and yeah. and the moment the moment that the big C shows up anywhere, I tend to be immediately wary because I do feel that there is that bend of personal responsibility. It's like you're the parent. It, it it's the same arguments you know with television shows. Like I can't show my kids The Simpsons. Right. Look at the look at the content of The Simpsons. I can't show much. It's like well then it's your responsibility to be like hey I don't really want you watching that. But it's also it's gonna come out on Blu-ray. You're gonna the kid's gonna it, the kid can go out and buy it anyways. They're gonna go see it at a friend's house. Yes, and it'll it, probably be on Netflix six months later, and they'll probably end up watching it then. Right? You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's I, like yeah. I, I just go like it's like it's really the parents' job. I mean, and if you don't want your kid seeing it alone, go see it with your kid. Well, see, yeah. and that's the other thing is go see it with your kid. Once you're done, have a you know you take him out to dinner, it. have a nice conversation about it. You know, I mean, with my daughter, I also she feel knows like kids that, aren't as dumb. Like, like even it just feels like it's the like kids aren't as dumb as I think. A, like the parents world. want them to be right. Not, not as much parents want them to be, but sort of the way people expect them to be. Sure. And I mean, like no one, you know, kids aren't gonna, you know, not gonna watch Power Rangers and they're gonna, you know, beat the crap out of their friends right. and stuff. They're exactly. not gonna go to dead. Like, what are they gonna see in Deadpool that they're gonna, you know? Look, my daughter goes outside and plays Hunger Games with their friends. They're not right. actually killing each other, right? They're that we gonna, know of yet. You know, I mean, my daughter knows. You know, she's eight. She knows. You know, right. Fuck Again, you what, what's and all be... that. Is those are adult words. You, you know, adults can say those right. words. But what's in what's in Deadpool that's not in Hunger Games? You know, like what's the, in Hunger? What's not in the Hunger Game, Game of Thrones right. or uh, Walking Dead? Right. The mm-hmm. first shot of you know the beginning of Hunger Games is like they all run for their for their supplies, yeah. and you get to see a kid get axed in the face, yeah. you know, ten times. Like really. Yeah. 
the only I mean the kid knows what's happening I, and that's why I think there's a it's more for language than anything right else. no and that's very much true you know you know you know you, you only get one fuck before you get a rated R exactly so again what's the content of Boy, the our content really here is be? always rated R <laughs> right you you could you could throw in bleeps if you want but it's that like I I can't imagine anything in that film that is any worse than the parent who goes like, oh, that new that new Grand Theft Auto's out. Billy exactly. loves it, you know. And then the kids running over people for you know an hour at home. He's beating hookers for you know three or four days right, in a row, you know, and in robbing convenience stores digitally. So yeah, I I just again, it's that like, what do you think is in this movie that? Mm-hmm. Is apparently so heinous, yeah, that it warrants another cut of the film. Uh, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of video games, Tom Clancy's The Division. I know oh, your segues are horrible. Tonight. Well, it's, I've got to I've got to no. grab that little thread and the, pull the, it. The Division of Films leads into Tom Clancy's yes. The Division. <laughs> so, um, Tom Clancy's The Division, which is a game that's been announced for two what two years ago at E3 right. they, they, yeah. the, for the it was one of the launch items for the xbox one and it looked like yes. a really good game open yeah. world it had a lot of elements third person uh, it, looked, it looked a little bit like team de- yeah. that it had that destiny feel yes but in the post-apocalyptic wasteland of new york uh, as a comic book fan i love the book dmz by brian wood uh-huh. had a huge dmz feel to it and i mm-hmm. liked that you had you could go into buildings and you know you had to gather resources find it felt like watchdogs a little bit too a little watchdogs the yeah. cool thing about this one is if i remember correctly when they first announced it at e3 is that they're saying that you know, like as you, if your iPad is on the same network, you can actually use your iPad in the game. Yes, yes, to you know, pilot to, drones. To, yeah, to like it's like a second uh-huh. controller. And you're, it's very team heavy, where you have you to depend. Your squad. Yeah, you you've got to depend on your squad. You have to move as a squad. You you have to yeah. you if you die for cover, you have to have a squad member that's you know cover, giving you cover. Giving you cover. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's a lot to this game, and and well, a lot of that looks like I it's think still we said there. when it first came out or first announced. There's no way this game's yeah, coming out this yeah, year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but it's also a lot of that, like a lot. The team elements still look like look like they're there, but they've already cut the map down. The map has been cut down, so the, the open worldness of New York has is been now, shrunk down. The, most of the boroughs aren't there anymore. Right. Now. The uh, the it's the, just Upper Manhattan. The the graphical cut downs they've had to do to make it work because mm-hmm. they saw, the game looked. I mean, above all else, the game looked very pretty. Well, I think oh, that yeah. was the problem with uh, Watch Dogs is that it was just too powerful to right. run on the system, so they had to cut down the the way the, that which everybody it. bitched about. Right. Uh, yeah, and and some of the fact that the game is again a lot of those big elements. The team elements seem to be there, but mm-hmm. they're starting to be like, yeah, but you can do solo too. Yeah. Because you really, the truth is you can't rely on other people to be in your squad and be there consistently. Right. Just from a standpoint of like, I'm going to log on, you can't expect them to be there. And I don't think a lot of the features, like one of the things they originally announced to go with like the iPad, like, oh, you can hop on like your iPad, even if you're not there, but you'd be like, hey, your friend could give support really fast by being like a little drone. Yes. And I think that element has been cut out. Mm-hmm. Well, and, let's see. They, and yeah. being delayed many, many times over. Yeah. Well, that, that's. I think that's the biggest thing is you know, and it with video games. I don't. I can't think of any video game that's come out on time that they said that. Well, Battlefront. But yeah, Battlefront. A, a didn't lot of games. Like, like, no, that uh, game didn't come out on time. A lot of games do come out on time. So, like Halo. You know, those games come out. Uh, Tomb Raider all come out. Oh on yeah, time. yeah. But it's the. It's for me. It's that like you know, under. Promise and over deliver. Yes, that's the model. You know, a lot of people, you know, hate Apple for not. You know, I'm going to use them as an example. You know, they they tend to not say anything about their products coming out. No, no specs, nothing. They when they're ready to announce something, they're ready to announce it, and they'll do it on their own time. 
And it's usually like a month before they release it. Right. And they're usually, and everyone's like, well, what's going to be in it? And there's rumors abound, but you know, nobody, but nobody right. can build themselves up like, oh my God, they announced it's going to have the i7 this, and it's going to have this graphics card, and it's going to have, you know, this type of display. Mm-hmm. And then when you get it, everyone goes, ah, oh, but it didn't have half of that stuff. Right. So the game won't have Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, um, and it looks like it, it looks like it DLC. does just take place in Manhattan. See if you, okay, if you did that, where okay, you had the Bronx package, yeah, and it gave you extra weapons or things. I like know, that. but they, they they again, it's that they I promised know. something. They promised that it would be it would be New York, right? It would be the basically the island, and then they were like, well, we can't do that because I'm sure somebody went, why are we giving it to them for free? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I don't know, and it's that it goes back to the whole ascribing nefarious. Right. Uh, intent, but uh, it, that's so, something I can easily see once the game is out. Like, oh, and in six months, we got we got the Bronx coming out. Yeah. You the know? final map size looks like it's just about Manhattan. Right. Or Midtown. Or it's Midtown, I think, is yeah. the main portion of it. Which, the main portion does take place in Midtown. But, yeah, there, there's still a possibility that one or more of the four boroughs of New York could be added, but it would be through a season pass or DLC. Yeah. Yeah. And because I'm sure they were already taking so long to develop the game that they're not finished with those sections and they cut them out for time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they cut them out for time, but now they can sell them to you and make the extra money on it. And this is, this goes back to exactly what we were saying before with battlefront, with all these other games, you know, it's not a complete game. It's not a game anymore. Say, yeah. Well, see to me, here's it's the, here's not, the it's thing. Not like thing. The, it's not like in the old days when you bought a game and then two years later, an expansion for the game came out that actually had basically like a seconds game worth of content mm-hmm. and you were paying half the price for it. Cause you were just, you know, it's another disc, you throw it in there, it installs to your main game. And now you've got, you know, six, seven hours of new content. But here's the difference between this one and let's say battlefront. This one, it had been announced that you were playing open world, New York. Right. And so, and it had, you know, basically been saying that you get the boroughs and everything included. Mm-hmm. Now they're going back saying, wait, we can't do that. Whereas with Battlefront, they never said, right. you know, you're going to get this, this, and this, and this. And now they're going, oh, wait, you know what? We can't do that. We're going to have to put that in DLC. Right. But, well, that's true. They never said that. But then even before the release, they already said it was a $60 DLC right. for five new maps. Yeah, and that's where... And, and that's why people were upset. And that's why people get upset, yes. Especially coming off the heels of a huge game like Halo 5, where the first thing they said about Halo 5 was no more paid DLC. Right. And they have stuck to that. But if you if you now with with the division go back and say, you know what, you can have the burrows, but you have to buy the sixty dollars season pass. Right, you're getting that a season to pass me. Or... That to me is what you've been talking about with with Arkham with with Battlefront of not getting the complete game. Right. If they if it was announced in the beginning that this stuff was going to be DLC only, or with the the other with the season pass, mm-hmm. then I could be more forgiving with it. Whereas for something that is, you know, if, if, if they had said with Arkham, you know, the Harley Quinn, the, the Nightwing, and everything like that is all part of the game at E3 or something. And then they went back and said, you know what, those are all going to be DLC. Then I'm like, time out. Wait, right. you said that was a part of the game. You never said that was DLC. Right. I'm buying the game under the pretense that I'm going to be able to play those, not have to purchase those. Mm-hmm. Well, and people did have to purchase them because they were released day one. Correct. Unless you prepaid, but then those were already extra prepaid. Right. You already had to pay extra on top of the game 
to then get the code in the box. Yeah, but what to, I'm saying is what I'm saying it. is that if, if it's announced that it's separate ahead of time, I can be more forgiving to it I, than I, if I, it's. I can totally understand that. Yeah. Um. Anybody else got anything that they? That's it. That's the bulk of everything. It was very mm. cr- uh, uh, the celebrity deaths were the big. I think that took up most of. That was yeah. the, I mean, that, that was the, the big bulk of the news week and all the Netflix stuff. That was just in the last day. Yes, they announced um, all their new shows. And looks like looks like uh, Star Wars is no longer number one. Yeah. Um. The the ride along two is number one. Revan is number two. And I think I think especially. After the Golden Globes, The Revenant was, I think, going to get a huge oh, yeah. push regardless. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect it to be that big, though. Well, it, it, it really, it's only beat Star Wars by 8 million. Right. It, it wasn't a lot in, no. the, in the grand scheme of things, but I also wasn't, because it was, it's an indie film, but it's also the movie that everyone is kind of, you know, expecting Leonardo DiCaprio to finally yep. get his Oscar for. But I still wasn't expecting that much of a. I can see Star Wars make a big jump next week. I can see it, yeah. I don't even think it's going to make that much. I mean, I went and saw it today with a couple other friends. And the theater, the Star Wars. Oh, you, oh yeah. so you see, you've seen it twice I've now? I've seen it twice now. Wow. So, um, you were but, keeping that a secret. No. But um, in that theater, the theater was only like half full. And I was actually very shocked for the fact that there was a kid with his dad who hasn't seen it yet. This is the first time he was seeing it because, you know, all the the major plot points, he's like, oh, my God. You know, it was, it was like, it was genuinely not like him trying to be like a smart ass or something. Yeah. It was him genuinely not knowing these plot points and, you know, experiencing for the first time or a couple other kids on the lower level that were like cheering and things like that. And you can tell this is the first time that they're watching it. Well, so, the movie yeah. has a, a, it's it's that it's the we but especially think, being nerds, we got to get it like yeah. it, it it's very it's a different divide. We're on the internet all the time. Uh-huh. We're always you know reading a Star Wars mm-hmm. comic, uh, you know, or you know just you know we've a lot. It's there's so much Star Wars. The general, well, but it's also the general public isn't as connected right as as very specific groups of subcultures. Like right now, I'm so fatigued over Star Wars. Although, although I am excited for Rebels to start. I got, this to, week. I got to see that leaked Rogue One trailer. Yes, and I thought it was a very good trailer. Well, there, there were some Rogue One announcements. There were James Rogue Earl Jones one. is rumored to come back. Is rumored to, to come back which as is Darth Vader. Very logical. Which, by the way, happy birthday, James Earl Jones. Yes, today his is his birthday. So there we go. We got we got a little last bit of news. But it was also very logical because in the movie, mm. when you get to A New Hope, he's still he's chasing down the plans yes. actively. So it would make total sense. I, I agree. I, the, I, I for, find that for him to be the antagonist in the movie. The mm-hmm. one thing that I, I'm I'm sad that got announced is that, and I, I'm almost don't know if I want to even say it. It's news. You got to uh, that. There is a possibility that the young Han Solo will make an appearance in the film. Mm-hmm. I can see that too. I mean, I, I can I can understand, I can and it's it. a way to introduce it. I get that, uh, and also to introduce the time period of when it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I just those are kind of two of the things where I, I would have loved to have been in the theater separately, and then all of a sudden Darth Vader's red lightsaber appears and he walks in, or his Tie Fighter flies over and kill, blows up an X wing or something. That would have been amazing to see. Um, or you know the Falcon flies. Even, in. Well, even for even for that's also one of those things like because he's not tied to the rebellion at all. I get I, it's one of those things like even for one of those drafts of Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, it was only supposed to be like a passing mention, right? 
of mm. you know the Kessel Run. Yeah, and I get, I can easily see this being like oh, they go into a cantina. Yeah, or something. and it's clearly you know a guy in the black vest with the high collared white see shirt the Falcon, and the pants, yeah. and he's he's taking a drink with a Wookie. Not even say anything, just a quick pan. Scene, yeah, like oh there he is, boom. There yeah. you go. That's your. That's your moment. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Instead of like, because the last thing you want to do is like, oh, Chewie, you know, try and have a guy like, oh, Chewie, we got to help the rebellion. Yeah. It's like, no, they've, they've clearly set the stage for who the characters are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if uh, Darth Vader ends up being the antagonist, even if he's not active, but he's sending. It makes sense, he's though, spies, because he is. He's sending I mean, troops. Yeah. You know, somebody reports to him. You it's, know, the other thing that'd be interesting is a young Tar- uh, Tarkin. I could see young Tarkin. They mm-hmm. did a really good job with the makeup for him in Revenge of the Sith. Which a lot of people had trouble with that. They, they a I, lot of people didn't like it. I, I because the cheekbones were just too. Yeah, but you know that there's that exaggeration to you know you want to be clear with who it is. And, but technology's gotten to a point yes. now where you could take Peter Cushing as a younger yes, you actor and do that and now. put it on there. And that was one of those. That was one of those early attempts. That, you know, that, again, you know, I mean, look what they did with with. Uh, Michael Douglas and Ant Man, right? And the technology, you know, they George Lucas made an attempt at that technology uh-huh. there, and then you saw it in Tron Legacy mm-hmm. getting a huge yep. bump, you know. And the, yeah, again, and when you jump to sort, when you go to see that, like that, you get to see that early stage, and right? Then you move right into, you know, even with uh, Count Dooku and putting mm-hmm. his head on a younger actor's yep. body to do the sword fighting. Then you get to Michael Douglas and Ant Man. There's no question now that that technology works, sure, and it's refined. And if you want to do, and you can do it where it's more than just a passing thing. If you want to do 30 seconds of Darth Vader talking to, you know, Peter Cushing, you know, is General Tarkin's like, I need you to go find the plans here. You know, then Darth moves along and he passes the orders uh-huh. down the line to somebody else to then continue the film. I'm just wondering if they'll do the Inquisitors and things like that. <laughs> Because I, I hope they don't. Because I, I, don't I want them. So. I, I want them to so. stay away from having Jedi and, and Sith. And... I don't think they will. But I don't think they will on the basis that the audience for television and for children again is very different from a movie audience. Right. Because then that raises it's the it's the Force Awakens problems. Then that raises questions of like I thought the Jedi were all wiped out. Who's this guy yes. with his lightsaber? And yes. it's like, well, you have to watch the show called Rebels. And uh, most adults they're not there for that. Correct. They're, they're there to see. Rebel Alliance, they're there to see Darth Vader, maybe. And they're saying that this is going to be more of a war film. Yes. So we'll, we'll get more to, Reb, or to uh, Rogue mm-hmm. One as the time gets on. Because I do want to try to get away from Star Wars. I mean, the, the biggest thing is that... That, um, that Darth Vader may of, be in it, and I'm excited. Right, because the, there were a couple of those announcements, and they did show you know pieces of the X-Wing that it was yeah. being built for. And the it. leaked trailer from, uh, yes. I think, D23 is what it was. No, it was, it was from Comic-Con. It was from Comic-Con. It was a good trailer. and it's No, a, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. It was from Celebration. Okay, it was from Celebration. You had to go to the Celebration panel. For but that. it was very good. It yes. was a very, very simple trailer, Obi-Wan voiceover, and then just like Jungle you, you Planet. You see the X-Wing come through, yeah, and Jungle you Planet, realize that there's pan the, up, and it's the Death Star. It was just Very simple. Very effective trailer. Yes, uh, because that's when that was when they announced the the name of the movie. Yeah. Um, but the Force Awakens has now hit the eight hundred and fifty six million dollar domestic market numbers. So it, there's a possibility it could hit at least nine hundred million domestically, and it hit the one billion um, worldwide. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking the movie has done almost almost nine hundred million. I mean, excuse me, uh, uh, one point nine billion. I believe it. I believe it. And they're saying that it could hit uh, worldwide. It could hit 1.1 billion by the weekend. I mean, it's going to be weird if like episode eight hits and everyone's just like, it's the Avengers two where it's like it made like 
a hundred million less than the other one, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, that was a failure." See, that I but, failure. but to me, I. I and that you know, and that's a that's a subject for a whole nother. That is, time. yeah, but it's it's, but the, it, it's the Hollywood. I don't think thinking. that I, I don't think that they need to get out of that mindset. They well, do. because episode seven did this, then you know episode eight should do this. No, episode seven was never supposed to happen. Lucas had said no, I'm done, right. done. Now all of a sudden we have it. It's do, somebody's news doing it. We're, We're getting all, all this old stuff. About it. Yeah, the that's first right. Avengers movie. There's no way Avengers two could do better than that. Why? Because it's the first time you're seeing yeah, the Avengers it was, all it together. Was, it was yeah, exactly. It was a first, and it, yeah. But uh, it, to it, me, it Batman me. versus Superman is going to ruin the Justice League film because there's going to be so many of those Justice League fi- characters already there that when you get to the Justice League movie, I've already seen that. Right. It's the, although I do think Batman Superman is going to be a contender for that next billion dollar slot. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but it's a movie that, it's, I a, think it's a movie of a first. You're, you, I think you and, are correct about that. no matter, you know, no matter how good or bad it is, it's a movie that I think is, is that next juggernaut. Which of, is April, right? It's March. March. It's like end of March. Oh, they're, they're, the, the Daredevil is going head to head. With Batman. Oh, Superman. that's right. That's right. That is the same weekend. Yeah, they're they're going. Netflix is going head to head with Batman Superman, and I'm. It's an interest. It, it's that uh, was it that dodgeball. It's like interesting strategy, Cotton. I hope it works. Because I remember, I remember because it was supposed to be the same week as Cap. That 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 right. weekend that um, is guaranteed for Marvel. And then they mo- they they, moved, they back down. They moved it before. right because yes, because didn't they move? Didn't Cap move to the end of April or no? No, it uh, Cap it is May. still May. May, but but. Batman Superman moved back to right. avoid the Civil War slot. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the interesting thing is Marvel is like, yeah, we've gauge, uh, engaged in ratings war against Batman Superman. I mean, they didn't say that, obviously. But, but it's you know, clearly what it is. But Yeah. But here's the thing. Daredevil's on Netflix. Right. People can go and watch Batman and Superman and then go home and, and, go home and say, hey, yeah. I want to see another superhero thing. Oh, there's this new Daredevil. There's there's Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can just binge watch it right now. It's an inter- well, that's, but see, that's just it. With the binge watching that people do, mm-hmm. you're talking 13 episodes. That's Daredevil's least... out today. Oh, wait. There's something I'm supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, there's 13 mm-hmm. hours. Oh, Batman Superman came I out. Mean, there, I mean, trust me, there's still time to do it, but you know, if you're going to, you know, you can do both. Yes. Oh, you can watch Batman Superman on Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday, you spend watching Daredevil. No, you got to watch, watch Daredevil. All episodes that day, yeah, and then everyone's going to forget about Batman Superman, and then they're not going to have a good. I, I opening. guess that's what that's. They're what, not going to uh, have a good opening Marvel's day, but that Saturday Sunday is going to be crazy. So yeah. on that note, we're going to wrap things up. <laughs> Make sure you check us out at Facebook.com/slash/Nerdables. Russo on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and check us out on our website Nerdables.com. So for Ethan and Sebastian, I'm Ari saying we'll see you, or you can listen to us next time. I know. You guys have a problem with saying see you next time. We'll, we'll see you or you can listen to us next time. <laughs> so we're giving them a choice now? We're giving them a choice. You can, you can listen to us. Ah!